0: getting to be that time in the challenge season where we're getting down to the fine-tuning, the brass tacks. And we here at You Killed It, the challenge about the podcast, we're ready for it. We are ready to see what the final challenge looks like. But first, let's do some introductions. I'm John Shidley-Hill.
1: And as always, my name is Sheldon Alexander.
0: And I already said it, but this is You Killed It, the podcast about the challenge. Uh, we got lots... And by lots, I mean, two people uh, pointing something out to us or asking a question. And that is last week on last week's episode of You Killed It, we were both complaining uh, that there was no sort of uh, marker, sign, placard. Mm -hmm. You'd probably have a technical term explaining what happened with D. And like we made some points about how it'd be good. For people who are not living and breathing social media like you and I do, um, and might not be up to date on what's happening with D. And also it'd be a good warning to other people that are on reality TV shows to be, you know, respectful of people. So I just want to give a shout out to Autumn Knight, who reached out to me last night. She is a longtime listener, first time messenger. She sent me a screen cap, and apparently they've had that in the United States, that sort of screen, yep. for three weeks. You and I, uh, both we talked about this before we started recording. Last night's episode of The Challenge was definitely the first time in Canada that they'd shown it.
1: Yeah, that, was, that um, was definitely the first time that I'd seen it, for sure.
0: I also want to say something that Autumn and her husband do that's really cool, and I haven't heard of this. Is they both listen to you killed it, but they listen to it separately, hmm. and then they get together to talk about and discuss what you and I talk about, and I think that's really cool. Yeah. So shout out to Autumn and her <laughs> husband. That's really cool, and thank you for everyone who reached out about the points we were making about the what. Sheldon, help me out. What is the technical term for the?
1: I don't know. It's not I guess a cry-on. A, no. I guess a uh, slate maybe.
0: A slate, thank you.
1: Maybe, I don't know. We'll go with that.
0: See, you can, you can tell who works in TV and who does not on this podcast. Um so I mean, it, just, it could because, also just you know, be a graphic. Oh, graphic. That's That's a good word. We were hoping for a graphic. It was not on MTV Canada for the first two episodes of this whole D situation. But yes, it was on last night's episode. Which I was glad for Yeah Because as I said last week I think it was necessary I think it's
1: just a little explanation, right? Like there had to be some explanation In terms of what happened to D, Because like she's not mentioned at all Um, And it really is interesting As I watch this episode Because I'm still kind of thinking like Oh, the way my production brain works Is kind of like I wonder how much has been cut out or how much they had to change. And all I kept thinking about was D would have been so annoying in this episode because she definitely would have been on Melissa's side and she was so much against Bailey. Right? Like if we go back to yeah. her and yeah. Bailey having getting into it during the challenge, what, two episodes ago? Yeah. Um, her and Bailey definitely have beef. So with Bailey getting that upset, you can definitely see a window where D would have been right up in there talking shit about Bailey as well. And I wonder how much they had to either change or edit out or maybe even beef up the Nani side of it just to like, you know, just for more oomph, let's say.
0: It it definitely felt beefed up. Um, Unbent Flow asks us a question. He says, curious to hear your thoughts on the collaterally damaged challengers. Kyle has little screen screen time because Melissa gets a pregnancy edit. I noticed she never was shown drinking. Rogan is almost as much of a ghost as Dee. Long-term impacts for them? I don't know that... I mean, I still felt like Kyle was in the episode, and I'll point it out when it comes up. Uh, But, like, Melissa was definitely drinking. Like yeah like, yeah yeah. i mean we saw her like i guess they didn't show her take a shot but they didn't really show anyone literally putting the drink to their mouth but like we showed her having a toast yeah and in fairness to her at this point she didn't know she was pregnant no like, she was in the first trimester she didn't know
1: and i think too that you know at the end of the day um I'm sure they probably had like some more extreme shots of them getting drunk or something like that, that they probably had to take out and you get it and you understand it. It's just a tough situation. Uh, were you mad about not seeing a lot more Rogan? I was okay with it. <laughs> I mean, no big deal. And mostly because more Rogan normally means more D. So I get it. Yeah. and I understand it. So if you're Rogan and let's say you had, Hey, who knows what really happened? Like, maybe Rogan and Dee rekindled their showman's, And I, we'll never know. And I'm okay with that.
0: One point I was watching and I was like, I wonder... I, I, first of all, I wondered what was happening between Dee and Rogan. Because, like, she could not have handled it well that he, like, signed off on her being thrown in. Yeah. But I also wondered his opinion on, like, everything that's happening right now. Because, like, he all season wanted out of this relationship with D, mm-hmm. Right? And, like, in a weird way, at least it's been erased. Y- you know? Like, at least... Yeah. No, for sure. And, like, he certainly has a good reason for a clean break now. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, he he definitely can cut her loose.
1: No, totally.
0: So, um, my question, of course, is you know, did he know about her beliefs? Yeah. Right? Because, like, Big T made it clear that, like, it wasn't a secret that maybe D had some racist beliefs. So I wonder if Rogan had picked up on them and what his thoughts were. But that's pure speculation. So who's to say?
1: Yeah. No, I mean, at the end of the day, I was just like, whatever. No D. I'm okay with that. Yeah, I'm fine with it. Not worried. It was just funny because there were certain points where I was like, oh, D would have been all up in there trying to troll Bailey. We would have gotten at least three or four uh, confessionals of her throwing shade. And I'm kind of glad we didn't get that. So that's cool. Oh yeah,
0: she'd have, she would be all the way up in that. Like She would not be able to resist.
1: I do have a question for you though.
0: Love it, let's hear it. Um,
1: After I read that, Right just that basically says, you know, uh they've they will air the season as planned and D will not appear in the reunion. I was like, what does that mean? they will air the season as planned. Does that mean they didn't go back and edit stuff out? but clearly they did because she wasn't even in this yeah. episode, but it makes me think, does that mean she wins? I'm like, nah, she must just lose there must be a purge and she's out, and that's what it is but. At the end of the day, so many questions. So many questions.
0: She also might just lose in the final. Also true. I I know she won last season, but as I've said, ad nauseum, she won because of Jordan and CT. Uh, I don't know that in an individual competition she's really a threat. Like certainly there's better, right? Like there's more competitive female challengers left on the show that To me, it would be favorites to win. We're not even clear if it's like one winner between both genders or if they're having like winners by gender. We don't know yet, but I mean, you you got to assume Jenny's going to win over D.
1: For sure. Yeah, I I would assume that for sure. Uh, But this episode clearly was slanted towards (laughs) uh, one source of drama, and that is Casey, Nani, and Bailey. Uh, I don't know what you call this. Uh, uh, it's not a love triangle. a challenge triangle, a reality TV triangle, a friendship circle. <laughs> I don't know what you yeah. call this.
0: It's a strange dynamic. Yes. And like we're gonna we're gonna have to let it play out. but when it builds to its crescendo, I have lots of thoughts. Oh, lots and of thoughts. lots of questions.
1: For sure. So first off, Bailey without Swaggy, we knew that she was gonna struggle right? She doesn't know what to do. And I found it funny because how does she not know what to do when this is the exact same thing that happened to her on big brother? <laughs> like literally this is the exact same thing that happened. They were in the house together. They're in their relationship. They always hung out with each other. Then he got voted off and then she was left not knowing what to do without Swaggy. <laughs> it's like, you've been here before, right? You, you should have a playbook on this, but shouldn't she be used to it? No. Am I wrong here?
0: She should be used to it. And also, like, I think that's just like a way you want to be in any relationship is you don't want to. You don't want like not even in a challenge house, but like in real life, you don't want to like be living and dying on the presence of your partner. True. Like you you got to be able to do life without like you can't like you need some be doing your own thing and be a strong independent person. And I also have to bring up um Stat Guy Greg, who is co host of the Cheap Heat podcast with Peter Rosenberg, which is a wrestling okay. podcast. Okay. He tweeted last night, and I, I hadn't even picked up on this, but it was so good. He tweeted Bailey's game plan was swaggy. Like, because at one point she said, like, Swaggy's gone. He was my game plan. What kind of game plan is that, Sheldon? Like, what, like, first of all, I'm not even saying that to run down Swaggy as a competitor. But, like, this is totally the, like, classic, like, writing on a chalkboard. Like, step one, Swaggy. mm -hmm. Step two, question mark. Step three, win challenge. (laughs) So
1: I think, (laughs) I think that, and I could be wrong here. This is my assumption I think what she means is, you know, you think of the challenge as like a more physical competition. And she thinks that Swaggy is a great athlete. So in her mind, her role is just to help Swaggy win. That's what she means in terms of her game plan is Swaggy. Her game plan was just to help Swaggy win. It wasn't so much focused on herself as much as it was, let's try to help him win because I think he has a better chance in the final to actually win cuz he's a better athlete than she is.
0: Which I mean, first of all, my impression is that Bailey is a better athlete than Swaggy. Second of all, wow. she she knows Fessy,
1: mm-hmm.
0: right? And knows that Fessy's going to be on the show. Yeah. All due respect to Swaggy, but Yeah. How how can you be like Swaggy's got this handled. Here's Fessy. <laughs>
1: like what? Yeah, I didn't say it was a good game plan. I was just saying, I think that's what her mindset might be. And and I mean, yeah, I don't know. Clearly, though, she wasn't. I want to give Bailey a lot of credit at certain points in this episode, because I feel like you could tell she was trying to control her emotions a lot. And, you know, especially from the beginning where because you see how the chips are going to lay out right from the beginning. You see Melissa and nani and bailey all don't have skulls nani is talking about how if she doesn't get a chance to get a skull she's gonna flip out which is funny because then they freak out on bailey for freaking out because she didn't get a chance to get a skull see the iron yeah. there's a lot of points here where i'm like people say things but then when it the same thing applies to someone else they don't really see it in the same light I find that interesting
0: yeah uh, yeah yeah Right. I've got more thoughts on that, but I'm going to save it for a little bit later on in the pod. But like, you are right. Like I'm not, there's, I'm on no one's side in this one. How about that? In this, (laughs) in this love triangle, this situation.
1: No, that's cool. No, that's cool. But
0: I I do have to point out, so they're going around the house talking again, as you said, lack of red skulls for certain competitors and Josh, once again, is talking about how he needs to get in there, how he needs... Like, yes, Josh, you do. But then every time you've been given the opportunity, you, like, back off of it.
1: I'm like, just
0: it. admit that you're scared. Like, I would respect you more, Josh, if you're like, yeah, I'm
1: terrified. I'm so over Josh. It's not even funny. <laughs> like, it, it's just... At this point, it's like, dude, I'm just stop. Just stop. That's all it is. Just stop. Every time he opens his mouth, I'm just like whatever man ne- next scene next scene Josh um, I did want to say I found it funny that when they
0: were like spitting game uh, they were in it seemed like the kitchen area Josh and Melissa seemed cool like they were sitting beside each other they were talking about their games
1: Yeah, I mean, like, at the end of the day you know how weird the dynamic is in the house you do just come back to the bunker and you either got to settle your shit or just be mad about it <laughs> And sometimes it might just be easier to just pour a bowl of cornflakes and have breakfast. That's true. Not mad. At um,
0: we did cut to Nelson, Fessy, and Corey having their own little ceremony of Corey joining the Red Skull gang. Corey had a Deep great in-
1: episode of just one Corey had yeah. Confessionals. Yeah.
0: I it's funny. My like power rankings of the young bucks is definitely like Corey. Yeah. Fessy then a big space and <laughs> nelson like arguably, what about hunter like, where's hunter sorry hunter and maybe Devin if you count him as a young buck <laughs> okay still this are having better seasons than nelson
1: okay okay for the
0: young bucks fair
1: enough fair enough but,
0: but what it was so this conversation was so bro-y <laughs> like the way they spoke to each other i was just like oh my god i'm getting dumber listening to this And both Corey and Nelson were doing the, like, the, like, hand rubbing (laughs) thing. Yeah, yeah, I loved it. Which drives me nuts. I loved it. It was
1: so funny. I loved the way that he's like, I guess we could take Swaggy's name off here. And then he goes to give it to Fessy. He's like, that's your mans. (laughs) See, that was funny. I loved it. I loved it. And, you know, they start laughing. And part of the Red Skull gang. Hey, I like that name. Is that replacing the Team Young Buck? is team young buck replaced but from the red skull gang i, I don't know is that a maybe, new crew
0: maybe the red skull gang is like a subset of <laughs> team young buck like maybe it's like the nwo wolf pack when they reformed the nwo or like the elite within the bullet club
1: i don't know who's who that is say? who's the elite and who's the bullet club i don't know who that is uh
0: the bullet club long story short is a bad guy uh wrestling stable in new japan wow
1: that was hold on was there any chance that i would have known that i thought you were gonna say like some new wrestling dudes on raw or something i don't know
0: no 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 lord (laughs) i'll say this right now lt is like yeah bullet club like there's someone that's (laughs) hyped that i mentioned the bullet club
1: i'm gonna go it on a limb and i'm gonna say i don't even think lt can help you out on this one man (laughs) Just we'll see so.
0: we'll see what the mentions are like we'll lt see. let us know <laughs> do you ride with the bullet club or not
1: <laughs> we'll see we'll see um so the rest of the house is trying to help bailey get over it you know telling her that she did the right thing i thought that was a nice you know move by the rest of the house bananas bananas fully in the thick of just stirring the pot this whole entire episode
0: but during the pot but like sorry finish your thought I just, and then i got like, i want to say something about bananas he was just
1: in the mix you know what i mean there are points where he was blatantly stirring the pot and there are points where he's just around but like instigating the conversation in one way or the next you know he was in the mix and you and i are sorry go ahead man. no 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 it's okay I'm excited and he was I'm just excited there. to
0: talk bananas i thought
1: it was cool that you know they're trying to tell they're trying to tell her that you know It's fine. It's okay. You made the right move. The right move was to put him in. He just lost like that's not on you. And that's okay. And I agree with that. I thought it was cool for the rest of the house to kind of tell her that because I'll let you go because because the one thing I was going to say was there's so much talk about numbers and alliances and I don't even really see that as a thing at this point of the game. No, like numbers and alliances don't even matter at this point. It's like you're just trying to make sure you have a skull and then make get into the final. Like, what do alliances have to do with anything at this point?
0: And like we see it when it comes to like the nominees. You don't like the tribunals don't even have a choice of who they get to nominate at this stage. Yeah. The only question is, is someone on the tribunal going to put themselves in? Mm-hmm. Yes or no? That's all that's left. For sure. Right. Um, but I want to say of that conversation, first of all, Melissa, very classy pajamas. I <laughs> want to give her a shout out for her classy PJ game. Okay. I also, for maybe the first time in years, mm-hmm. in maybe a decade, I understand why people in the house like Johnny Bananas. Like you and I often say that in confessional he clearly has like written rhymes. Mm-hmm. Like he comes up with what he's going to say well in advance. Mm-hmm. He knows how to hit his mark. And like, he knows, you know, like when they're in a competition with TJ, he knows like the one liner to throw at TJ sort of thing. Right. Yeah. Like have the banter at the appropriate time. But we, I felt like we saw him being genuine in this episode and actually like Like I can see, like I said, I can see why people like him. Even people who don't know him relatively well, like Bailey, Mm -hmm. Like I can see why Bailey would open up with him a little bit, as we saw in the bar scene.
1: No, I'll I'll give Bananas a lot of credit. I think that he was really being, this whole season, like I feel like he's come off a lot more likable so far this season. And even in parts where he was going at D or they were butting heads. I would side with Bananas. Like, I think he's come off really yeah. well this season uh, for whatever reason. And, I mean, there's for even people that he's beefed with in the past. And maybe the fact like, that there's... Like Wes. Yeah, Wes. And Corey. Corey right? Like, they, they're not that, you know, they're not butting heads this season. And even if they're not on the same side of the house, they're still finding a way to get along. Also, too, there's not the other people, like you know uh paulie or Kara or you know like those very strong personalities that would be going at bananas openly in this instance i guess it would be Corey, and Corey's hasn't been taking that stance so far this season or wes same thing so it's allowed bananas to kind of play a fatherly or brotherly type role it, he seems to have that relationship in the house with melissa and jenny you know what I mean? Where he's like a good friend, always joking around with them. Even Big T when she was still on the show, you know? So, yeah, it's a yeah. different bananas we're getting. And I'm, I'm cool with that. I do. Oh, go on, go on.
0: I was going to segue. Nope, so nope, you, nope, nope. No, no. Go ahead. Right, I was going to say, speaking of getting along, mm-hmm. Nani and Casey, they're getting along well. The sexual tension <sighs> is thick with two C's. Yeah. Good Lord.
1: Some might even say tick. But that's a story for another oh. day. <laughs> There's a certain segment of the podcast that is laughing right now. There's certain segments like, what the hell are you talking about? Let's just move on. <laughs> so
0: they show all sorts of scenes of them, like sort of play fighting, mm-hmm. but like in sort of like a fun, sexy way. Oh yeah. Having, having beers or perhaps some white claws together. <laughs> Uh, and sort of like by themselves like we're at the stage of the season where they've got a big complex Mm -hmm. that was like designed for like 30 people and they're down to like 12 people so I think it's a lot easier to get some alone time with your boo
1: for sure also too I think one of the tricks that you, you gotta employ when watching the challenge when people are talking and having conversations to look at their eyes you can always tell what point of the night it is in terms of how yep. many drinks might have been had at, at certain points. and They
0: were a little wavy, a little glassy.
1: Yeah, and, you know, there's a lot of, you know, little fun kissing, cuddling, snuggling. And the thing that I love the most, like I just said it, but Corey again popped up with the confessional as they're, they're doing the montage of Casey and Nani going back and forth. And Corey pops up with his confessional and he just starts it off with the listen.
0: <laughs> and anytime
1: <laughs> someone comes up with the energy, just like to interject into something with the listen, you know, they're about to spill the tea. They're about to come with some juice. <laughs> and I just thought it was so funny because he just starts off and he, he dives into, there's a lot of rumors about Casey and Nani hooking up and Casey, I know you got a girlfriend at home, but I know a player when I see a player. And Casey is all the makings of a player. <laughs> Do you that agree was, with Corey?
0: First of all, that was my line of the episode. Oh, second of all. Wow. Okay. Second of all, of anyone in the house who's going to know, it would be Corey. Yeah. Fair. Right. As a retired
1: player. For sure. Third. Okay.
0: I agree. Oh. I agree with Corey. And, like, hear me out on this. Mm-hmm. I think there's two kinds of players. Ooh. Okay. In life. Not just on the challenge, but in life. <laughs> where, the first where is this going? <laughs> is, like, the purposeful one. Okay. Like, where they're showing up at a club. They're looking for a good evening, mm. if you know what I mean. They're proactive, one might say. They're proactive. And then I think that there's the players that fall into it. Where they don't realize they're doing it. And then, like, maybe with the benefit of hindsight over years, they'll be like, oh, I see. And, like, I think that Casey falls into the latter group. I think Casey's a decent person, yeah. I think she's a nice person. You can hear her in her confessionals coming up with excuses, you can hear her when she's talking to Nani when drunk making excuses and like she's excited by having some fun with nani she's excited by nani's company interesting and so i think that like i don't think not i don't think casey's mentality is like oh like it's been like six weeks i'm alone i'm gonna go get some i think that she's like talking herself into justifying it and so, like, I agree with Corey, but I, I think there's two different kinds of players. What do you think? Do you think Corey's right? I Have I convinced
1: you? I don't think Corey's right. I don't think Casey's a player. I just think she fell victim to Nani. If wow. we're going to say that Corey has his jersey retired in the rafters as a player, right? If today's the day Vince Carter retired, <laughs> right? And his jersey's going to be up in the ACC rafters or Scotiabank Arena, whatever we're calling it now. Scotiabank SBA. If that's a thing, you know, Corey's jersey's up there hanging in the rafters of the challenge. His player, not Corey as, a, as you know, being a challenge competitor, but Corey the player. Nani is well on her way to also, whenever she decides to hang him up, she's definitely going to be in the rafters as well. And what I mean yeah. by that is Casey is just the next victim in a long line of prey that has <laughs> fallen under the spell of Nani. So it's true. I don't think that Casey is a player, but I do like your analogy because what it made me think of, we always talk about, you know, we would always <laughs> we always say shooter shoot, right? And it's like, mm-hmm. A, Allen Iverson shoots to score. Like he walks in and gets a bucket. So your analogy made me think of, Allen Iverson's out here, and he's shooting to get to his 30 points. Kawhi lets the game come to him. They're both going to get to 25 to 30, but just different ways of going about it, right? So I get where you're coming from. I just think that I put more of it under, you know, we don't fully comprehend the aura that surrounds Nani. And how mm. difficult it might be to fight off Nani. I use this example all the time about Chris Rock about you might stop chasing, but when it's chasing you, you can only run so fast away. And that's I what also, I think is happening to Casey.
0: I also think it's truly like I truly believe that the environment makes a difference because like right now they're only allowed to really talk to like twelve people. Mm-hmm. One of those people is josh another one of those people is d a third one of those people is rogan so you're down to nine and bailey made it abundantly clear that casey wasn't speaking to her either so you've got seven other people that you can talk to like it's a it's a short list well played well
1: played i have a question for you about the next scene okay and i just wonder Because I feel like, okay, so we get Bailey Saying that she thinks that Casey is caving, right? We get a scene with Anissa I skipped ahead a little So I don't want to miss out on this Because I have a question before Anissa trying to tell Casey to be careful again Yeah What do you make of this? What do you make of Anissa interjecting herself Yet again Into the middle of Nani and Casey?
0: You know I think it's fair to say that Anissa, like Corey, mm-hmm. is an experienced reality TV star. Okay. As we always say, the challenge is not Big Brother. It's a little more R-rated. Yep. A little more alcohol. Yep. A little different vibe. Yep. And I, I think Anissa knows of what she speaks.
1: Okay. So you're okay, okay with it. I,
0: Well, I mean, I'm, I'm going to be honest. I've been both Anissa and Casey in this conversation <laughs> okay. in my time. Okay. And as I said off the top of this podcast, I choose no sides. Fair. I think everyone's I like right that. here. I like that. I I think that um I think Anissa's right to like say like, hey, so you know, you might think like you might be banking on getting a good edit. Mm-hmm. There's no such thing as a good edit. Like Your girlfriend's going to see what she wants to see. And, like, it's up to you, like, how that's going to go down. And other people were weighing in, too, being like, hey, like, you might want to get ahead of this. Yeah. Just in case the ball doesn't bounce in your favor. But also, I understand Casey being like, no, 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 things are fine. Because, again, Casey's trying to convince herself that things are fine.
1: For sure. No, that's true. That's fair. So To me, i just kind of like, yo, Nisa, you've been down this road already. Just... Let her swerve. She's going to swerve. Let her swerve. <laughs> you know, there's a famous song that probably wouldn't be as popular if it came out nowadays just because of the culture or the climate that we live in. But there is a song by Grammy Award winners or Oscar Award winners. 36 mafia. Don't save her. Ooh. She don't want to be saved. <laughs> you already tried. You really did. Yeah, you tried already let her swerve she's gonna swerve but, let her swerve but and, this time, sorry but this on top of that Casey in her confessional says that she thinks that a lot. all the people coming up to her it reeks of jealousy what like if I'm a niece at home watching this right now I'm like bitch please come on Je- what come on it's Nani Nani's been around on the challenge for how long what are we talking about you're just a new toy you're this season's toy come on now
0: yeah yeah i get it um and like i said i think i think the one of the reasons why or maybe the only reason why Anissa took a second crack at this conversation is because this is definitely like a breakfast time lunchtime conversation and last time is at the club i think Anissa was hoping that like oh. jack daniels wouldn't be on the other shoulder that's you fair know what i'm saying that's
1: fair Then we get a conversation that I'm really interested in. Because this is the one that so much shit happens after the fact that I think this conversation kind of gets forgotten. So let's, Mm -hmm. for this moment, break it down in terms of Casey, Bailey, and Jenny. And Bailey says the same thing almost happened to her and Casey on Big Brother. To be honest, right? I don't remember that. I don't remember that being a part of the storyline on Big Brother. I'm not saying it didn't happen, I'm just saying. I remember them all being friends but again big brother is a different show and it's on network tv cbs so there's some things that you know cbs censors might edit out but i will say if there was like some quote unquote x-rated type content that ends up on the feeds and people would know about it do you know what i mean yeah so yeah maybe they were like chilling in bed or whatever but it never really crossed a line i'll say that i don't remember that being a storyline of big brother but anyways i was
0: i was gonna ask you specifically that because you're our big brother expert and like i feel like you would have mentioned that earlier in the season if you knew about it
1: but i also yeah i also like they were friends i don't remember it being like a thing where it's like oh does she like swaggy or does she like Casey, like that, I don't remember that storyline. But I will also say that Big Brother comes with a higher T-SOP value. <laughs> T-SOP coming from our friend David Jacoby. Yep. Time spent on phone. Really high <laughs> value of TSOP. Time, a lot of time spent on phone with Big Brother on in the background. So you're paying attention, but you're really on your phone. A lot of that going on. So I I can't really say that they didn't allude to it, I don't remember that. I just don't remember it being a big storyline. But anyways, Bailey says if Swaggy wasn't there, her and Casey would have been a thing. Casey then says Nani is a way better friend than Bailey in her confessional, right? But in the same conversation, Casey does acknowledge, oh yeah, you know, it's just flirting and it's not, Casey says, I'm not innocent in this, I flirt. You know, I did the same thing with her on Big Brother. That's what Casey says here. Yeah. Then goes on in her confessional to say, well, Nani is a way better friend to her than Bailey is. Just going to let that simmer. And I'll have a lot more to say on that a little later on.
0: Yeah, I've got a lot of thoughts on this too, but we're seeing we're seeing the track laid.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
0: Um, Storylines are have being to give I did have to give a shout out to johnny bananas okay who asked casey describe vibe out and as as a fellow because i think he's a year older than you and i i was like yes thank you what what do you mean by vibe out casey
1: but this is what i mean about johnny bananas he's just in the mix because like is he stirring the pot yes but at the same time like There's so many other ways that this could have gone other than what Casey actually said. Like, it's really a harmless question by bananas, right? Like, he's starting to pop, but it's not as bad. Like, on the banana scale of shit disturbing, this is low. This is at, like, a 3 out of 10 or something, right? She simply says, sorry, describe what vibe out means. And I had to rewind this a bunch of times, and I even turned on closed captioning to try to figure out exactly what Casey said and why everyone went crazy because I couldn't I couldn't make it out could you so because
0: yeah she said that uh, they the uh, Nani kissed her good night or something
1: so what I gathered is she messed like she's drunk you can tell that first off but I think she says v- verbatim she says uh, I enjoy her company I snore at night and Nani kissed me bleep right but I think she meant to say she kicked my bed. I think what she was trying Ah. to say was I snore at night and Nani kicks my bed. But either a Freudian slip, she says, I snore and Nani kiss me bleep. Mm. And then corrects herself saying kicked my bleeping bed. That's what I Okay. But at best, it's a Freudian slip where she says she kissed my feet kicked my bed which I mean I could understand understand why the bench the bench reacts occurred the way it did
0: for sure I mean they did when Nani and uh, Casey earlier on were having their like little drunken sexually tense moment they did acknowledge to each other that they had kissed yeah right like they they'd had that one moment of acknowledgement um but anyway, let's move on to the daily challenge. Blocked in, which I was looking for. Hold, a block, on, hold, back on, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold
1: on, hold on, hold on. Do you accept Casey's deflection here of what vibing out means? No. <laughs> like, there's there's definitely sexual
0: tension, and like I just said, they they had kissed. Okay. Like she flubbed in that moment, mm-hmm. but like when it's just the two of them talking, they spoke about how they kissed in their words a lot. And I loved the Bench Reacts. Loved it. Yeah, the Bench Reacts was hilarious. It was perfect. So, yes. Sorry.
1: Let's get to the challenge. Blocked in.
0: Yeah, blocked in. And I was looking for a Block Quebecois joke, but I got nothing.
1: Okay. (laughs)
0: Aside from that party itself. Um, Also, there it is. See how I set that up? (laughs) Um, So, this this block did is there's a red car mm-hmm. which was, was it a Mercedes? It looked like, and then they had all these black cars which were like, I don't know, shitty like, Yugos or whatever, and they had to. It was a puzzle. They had to move them around. Two teams, and whoever got the red car out the fastest won. And this is actually a a game that you can get on your phone. Like there's a, an app. That simulates this exact thing of trying to get a car out of a parking spot, but anyway, I think it's called Blocked In. Um, the first team is Anisa, Jenny, Nani, Bananas, Rogan, Josh, and Corey. And Sheldon, what was their strategy here? What was their? What was? The, who was the mastermind that they decided to put in charge of this uh, operation? Of course, Rogan. When you have a team that has a Nisa on it who's like renowned for being really good at puzzles you they chose Rogan like Rogan is clearly should just be in charge of pushing
1: I mean, like yeah I don't that's, his reasoning too is because he's good at Tetris which this game is not <laughs> like Tetris I don't know that's what he, that, that's what the man said I'll just go in by what he said And, I mean, Jenny seemed to agree. And this, I don't know, this is not my line of the episode, but it was definitely the one where I went, hold on, what? Jenny says, Rogan is a puzzle master because too many cocks spoil the broth. I've never heard that saying before.
0: I don't think it's a saying. (laughs) I I don't. Um, All right, sure. And then, like, on top of that, I saw a lot of people tweeting this. But like Rogan was clearly getting flustered. Oh, very quickly. And yet everyone was shushing, uh, was shushing Jenny. among other people. Jenny and Jenny Anissa and, and Anissa. Yeah. And like people were tweeting this last night. But like, listen to the women. Yeah. And like, it was so damn bad. right.
1: It's such a microcosm of society. Like, it was so funny to watch because, like, even when they do start to figure it out and Bananas is like, we just got to move that car back. And Jenny's like, I said that, like, five minutes ago, (laughs) right? Like, I almost wanted them to lose. Like, when they announced the, right, they announced that it was only between 13 seconds. I was like, please let them lose just because if they had listened to Jenny or Anissa, they would have won. It was just hilarious how it all played out because... It seemed like at one point, Jenny even says, if we just do this, 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 and this, and Bananas's response was like, no, that can't be it. There's no way it would be that easy. Like they didn't even try it. His response was, there's no way that they would make it that easy that it's just three simple moves. It's like, and I don't know if he's right or wrong, but it just seemed like a weird way to just automatically shoot down her point. And you know what, John? I just wanna re-emphasize the point here that the challenge just showed us a great example that as men sometimes we just need to shut up and listen to women
0: you're right it's it was so obvious and like i think viewers saw it i know the competitors the female competitors saw it then we had this it was was
1: just so funny it was so funny
0: and like it's incredible that Everyone knows that Rogan is not the brightest. And yet, by virtue of the fact that he is a straight white male, he was put in charge for some reason?
1: I don't know. Are you dissing his Tetris skills? Yes. Are you saying Rogan can't have good Tetris skills? I'm joking. I'm yeah. joking. I can't even say that with a straight face. Like it <laughs> would... It's Rogan. Of all people, it's Rogan. And then the fact that it was doubled down by telling everyone else to be quiet but then bananas was allowed to say his piece well he's (laughs) also a straight white male right so this is correct this is correct (sighs) but yeah team two team two did team two go a lot more smoothly and oh one part we kind of glazed over was yet again when they showed the two teams whose name was strategically placed last
0: i noted that down the <laughs> bottom right hand corner I also, I noticed something You probably noticed this because you have a better eye But So many shots that had clearly Once been like a broad Group shot, were mm-hmm. clearly Zoomed in, where like Ooh, a few times yeah. I'm like, this is not like the best crop Job, but it's like Hmm, I wonder who they're trying to work around Like I wonder why if they're making this Editorial decision Oh yes So the second D, group D, D. The second group, who they have? There's uh, Fessy. So,
1: in the second group, because I wrote down the groups, and now as I scroll back up in my notes, team two was uh, Kyle Nelson, Melissa Bailey, Fessy, Casey, and D.
0: I like what Kyle had to say, where he's like, "It's a good thing that there's a lot of pushing here, because like me and Fessy." Like, we'll be good at pushing. He's like, unfortunately, there's also a puzzle element, which we won't be good at.
1: (laughs) Yes. And it's funny. One thing you can say about Kyle is he knows his role. He has a, a strong understanding of his strengths and weaknesses. And, you know, him and Nelson and Fessy, they sat back. And you know what? In a complete flip side of what we watched with the team one, Bailey took charge and the guys just kind of let her cook right bailey seemed to know what she was doing she kept she was directing traffic and the edit made it seem anyways that like that team was a lot quicker
0: that that but was as my we impression know,
1: yeah, but as we know, hey, Magic TV, I can edit a segment to make anything look, hey, it looks like John's in the Rogers Center right now, if you're watching the video. <laughs> so the magic of editing, oh man, seeing the, the, a, a packed stadium. Giving wow. you anxiety? <laughs> I can't believe I just, I was going to say something and I'm, I'm not going to engage in that conversation because of <laughs> political connects. <laughs> but I think you know where I was going to go <laughs> with do. that. And I'm just going to move on. But um, <laughs> Bailey don't, took don't charge. Don't throw right? your bag there, man. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, well, I was... Never mind. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> Bailey. <laughs> Great job by Bailey. Leading the charge. But, uh, yeah, the winner was team one. And I was actually stunned. I was I also noticed-
0: stunned, too. I thought it was going to be team two, like, in a walk.
1: Did you notice... Uh, Josh channeling his inner bear who channeled his inner Triple H and Shawn Michaels with the DX celebration. Yep, That was a bit much. But it's Josh. Classic Josh. Classic Josh. Uh, So we knew right away that Nani was going to put herself in, right? Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Casey says she knows that she's a deciding vote. And I love how I know there's different ways that people saw this episode, you know, either there's way too much drama, way too much tea, we might say, and not enough like actual challenge, you know, either competition or gameplay or strategy. But to me, I was reading through the tea and through the drama right to the actual challenge, just normal a tete. let's say mm-hmm. so in this in this scene where we get nani and casey and once casey said oh i think i'm the deciding vote i started to really think of this whole narrative in a completely different way right so in this in this concept as we're viewing it nani and casey are, are basically telling us that casey's gonna just vote to put Melissa in because that's who Nani wants to go against. Nani's going to put herself in and Casey knows that she's a deciding vote. So she's going to vote in Melissa because that's who Nani would rather go against. So my first question to you, John, is why is Melissa and Bailey, okay, if that's a decision to be made, why is that an issue? Like, what would the deal be with her and Melissa? Is it correct? Nani's thinking, forget about what the outcome was, but Nani's thinking going in that she would rather face Melissa than Bailey.
0: They've sort of hinted that, and she even hinted at it, joked about it herself. I gather that, like, a big thing that informs, like, who's going to compete against who, is is they see each other working out every day. Right? Okay so like you see uh, if you're like Kyle and you see fessy like doing the big bench presses moving the big sleds,
1: mm-hmm.
0: you don't want that smoke and Correct. I Melissa joked and it's sort of been implied that Melissa and to a lesser extent Nani don't work out whereas okay Bailey works out okay so, and also I mean Bailey just sort of showed her stuff in terms of her ability in a puzzle. Mm -hmm. So I can see that like going in blind, not knowing what the elimination challenge might be on Mm -hmm. paper. You're like, okay, Melissa has not worked out. Um, Melissa herself on Twitter. I'm not saying this to like make fun of her or anything, but Melissa has pointed out on Twitter that she's clearly pregnant at this point. Like she's, yeah. There's a little bit more of her than she's used to. Mm-hmm. And she was not in the best shape of her life, which, again, totally natural and reasonable. Mm-hmm. She didn't know she was pregnant, but she can see that she's not in shape, that her energy levels weren't there. Body's going yeah. through changes. So I think just like Bailey and Melissa are probably the two weakest competitors left for Nani at this point. But also mm-hmm. on paper, if you don't know what the Elimination challenge might be. Bailey looks like a tougher matchup.
1: Okay. So I, th- I on paper might agree with that. But I kind of just thought it was messed up. Because I thought it was kind of disrespecting Melissa. Because I know Melissa hasn't been on the challenge that much. This is what? Her third season maybe? Second season?
0: Third. Because she like instantly got booted off. Oh last
1: got booted of off. Yes. Okay. So. It's funny that that's... Okay. Because what I was going to say is the one thing we do know about Melissa is she's feisty.
0: Yeah. And so... Like, she's gone into it with Cam and with... um, Kayla. Kayla. But there was someone else where, like, in an elimination... Oh. uh, Sylvia. With Sylvia, they had that knockdown drag-out competition that lasted for, like, an hour.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So... My thinking, even before knowing what the challenge was, I was like, Melissa is a better version of Nani. Yeah. Meaning she comes into the house, both very attractive young women, right? They both come in the house, they both provide equal, if not better, amounts of drama, right? You don't want to mess with them. They'll tell you about yourself. They'll argue with you. But then also we've seen that the, the reason I give Melissa the edge is because we've seen that Melissa wants to smoke. Mm-hmm. So if I'm Nani, I wouldn't have been that quick to be like, oh, I'd rather go in versus Melissa than Bailey. Yeah. Right. I wouldn't have been that quick to come to that conclusion, which leads me to what I was saying about this whole narrative of, you know. Me looking at this from the gameplay standpoint, I know it was a love connection episode, but to me, Casey's mess up was in the gameplay because here's the thing. Bananas, I think, alluded to this last week when he was talking about Josh and when Josh said, oh, uh, Fessy didn't want to throw me in. And Banana said, if you guys were really boys, he'd put you both in. So that guarantees that one of his boys is coming back with a skull. And I'll use that same analogy here because if Casey was honest and she's really friends with both Bailey and Nani, wouldn't you rather at least one of your friends come back with a skull other than what eventually ended up happening, Mm -hmm. which obviously we'll talk about more in depth, but... Before we even get there, you're completely eliminating the fact that Melissa could win. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like, it didn't even seem like that was something that was in her mind. And to me, that's completely disrespectful and a dumb ass plan. Like, it's completely on the table that you're sending home Nani and now you're ruining your relationship with Bailey. For what? That was the part I didn't understand. And that's where I think I looked at this whole thing through the lens of the gameplay. And that's where I really think Casey fucked up above ruining relationships
0: there's a few other things that she could have done better uh as i mean she was critical of bailey and swaggy for hiving themselves off that like they didn't really speak with anyone throughout i don't know that that's true like they were speaking with wes he got eliminated Mm
1: -hmm. and i i I sort
0: of see her point but like no but also you gotta remember
1: But also their crew got eliminated. So Wes was gone. But also, remember, Jay was part of their crew. He's gone. And clearly there's still some ties because Fessy still kept his vote for Bailey. Yeah. So how much did they really isolate themselves from the house compared to they might have just been on the wrong side of the house, for lack of a better term? Which I don't even know if there are sides on this season. Like, I think this season is so different in how it played out.
0: I also, though, like... There's no reason, like, we've seen that Casey, aside from Nani, kept to herself, generally, throughout sure. the season. So, like... Sh- totally. And, like, she's saying that, like, Bailey and Swaggy hive themselves off. Why couldn't Casey, earlier on in the season, pull them aside at some point and be like, Hey, guys, like, I feel like we're not talking. What's going on? Like, so that's something the thing. that could have been broached two, three weeks ago.
1: I think... And this is what dawned on me from that first scene with Casey, Bailey, and Jenny was, I think, that Casey probably feels some way from Big Brother because she was into Bailey, but Bailey and Swaggy obviously became a thing. And then now when you fast forward, you have Bailey kind of feeling a certain way because now that Swaggy's gone. Now that she's trying to think like, oh, now maybe maybe me and Casey can be friends again or at least like have some form of relationship together instead of the zero that they came on the show with. And there's nothing. So I think there's like hate on both sides. Mm -hmm. Do you know what I mean? And when I say hate, I mean the like, you know, the cool kids way of hate, not actual hate. Right. So that's what I found kind of weird, because even in the next scene where Casey goes to try to talk to Bailey and Bailey's in bed. And I love how Bailey, I love how Bailey has gone about this in terms of dealing with her emotions, because right away when Casey comes over to her and tries to talk, Bailey says, don't even bother. I already know what you're going to say. I get it. You're going to pick Melissa because Nani wants you to. She tries to dead the conversation. She tried to not have the conversation. And instead, Casey continues to keep it going. And, you know, I love the point she makes. Instead of this being about picking between me and Nani, it isn't. It's you picking between me and Melissa. You're picking Melissa. Nani wants you to face Melissa. She just made the whole point, right? Yeah. That, and that's exactly what I was saying. You cho- you're choosing who you're giving the opportunity to to get a skull instead of thinking I could give both my friends an opportunity to get a skull, so at least one of my friends get one. You put into the matrix, you put into the matrix an opportunity for neither of your friends to get a skull.
0: Yeah, I also at first in this scene where Casey was approaching Bailey, I'm like, well, better late than never, and then I got a little annoyed with Bailey, where it's like. Man, Bailey, like, sit up in bed, like, have this conversation. Even after she tried to kill the conversation, it continued on. I was like, man, Bailey, like, you got to control your energy. I know you're upset, but, like, Mm -hmm. you got to have this conversation. But she made a fair point at the end of it where she basically was like, you brought this to me at, like, the worst time. Like, I'm in bed. I've got my bonnet on. Like, I don't want this screen time right now, which is a fair point.
1: And, and they have you know 24/7 what? Four
0: seven together. Like this could have been broached any other time of day.
1: All I'm gonna say is a sister's hair is a very big deal, and if a sister, a sister's hair, she's very careful about how she wants to be on camera. Yeah. And I'm not mad at that. That goes for a lot of people, right? That's a normal thing in reality tv if someone doesn't have their makeup on someone doesn't have their right fit on they don't want to be a part of this scene and she completely was eliminating herself from the drama Mm -hmm. trying to and she kept going at her kept going at her she talked to her calmly in the beginning and then told her like listen i'm told you i'm not trying to have this conversation with you right now and you keep trying to have it and i was strongly on team bailey yeah so Casey is making it about her and Swaggy, and I don't even think it has anything to do with that. Bailey is saying she doesn't want to talk about it. And then Melissa, they keep saying Melissa has the numbers in the house. Okay? Which doesn't make sense. Again, Casey is making no sense. Mm -hmm. Melissa might have the numbers in the entire house, but tell me how much the numbers in the entire house matter at all right now.
0: It was... It was a literal 3-3 three, three tie yeah. when it came to Casey. The other, so the other thing... It's
1: you're the swing vote. How in one breath can she be the swing vote and then say Melissa has all the numbers in the house? The, that doesn't make sense.
0: The other thing that I wanted to point out in terms of poor gameplay, and it's such a like small thing, but I do think it makes a difference, is... We've seen some of the more veteran people really take control of the voting. Mm-hmm. And both Bailey and Casey fucked up the voting scene. because first of all, I agree with what some of the people in the House said that Nelson OK I mean, I can't believe it. Nelson was right, that Bailey should have brought a different energy, should have advocated for herself better. But also I disagree. Casey should have <coughs> excuse me casey casey should have voted first just get ahead of it instead of making it like the <laughs> dramatic scene
1: nah I, I i bet you as a producer they were there making the order like we don't know that we, we wouldn't don't see that. that that's true but if i if i'm there and i'm running the the scene the fact that Casey clearly already had the conversation. The producers know how the votes are going to break down. Yeah. So then you in would the set up. Knew. Yeah. So you would set up so that Casey goes last. And so. even if they tried to make it go the other way, I'm stopping the scene and making it go the other way so that Casey's last.
0: Why did you think that Bailey brought the right energy to the voting ceremony?
1: Because as Bailey points out later on in the episode, right? She was hurt personally. And Mm -hmm. I think what happens a lot on reality TV is that we forget that these are real people with real feelings and real emotions. So you give up some of that to go on reality TV, but for everybody, there's going to be a line where shit becomes real. Mm -hmm. And you could tell that Bailey, it came off that, you know, this was a real thing for her. Like she was really actually personally hurt by Casey or someone who you think you're you're close with and then you find out you're really not that close with them at all and she was actually hurt by that so i think in her head she was so worried about how she was going to be portrayed and i give her a lot of credit because if you know yourself and you know and i think we all know people like this it's zero or ten as she said right yeah. tears or or yells or screams tears or screams i think was a quote And if you know yourself and you know that you don't want to put out that energy where you're screaming during the nominations, especially when you realize, well, it's not like I'm going to change her mind. Yeah. Right. So like there's no other like what's the other outcome? What's going to change your mind? What's going to change any of the other votes mind? So I enjoyed the fact that she said, you know what? I'm just going to sit here. I'm just going to take it. Let's just get this over with. I respect that. She tried to hold it in and take the high road and be like, you're du- you're fucking me over right now? And I don't even want to add more narrative to this and make myself look like an ass on TV yelling and screaming at you because you don't deserve my energy on that. Mm-hmm. I respected that. I liked that. And it lasted for a bit. <laughs> yeah.
0: And this, is, right. this takes us to uh, the bar scene, Nebe, mm-hmm. or whatever it's called. Okay. Uh, which I'm still amazed they're allowed back after Josh got up on the bar and was screaming at people but here we are and Melissa mm-hmm. <laughs> toasts everyone that voted for her which is a bold move yep. um, and Casey is giving Nani like a little flirtatious pep talk uh, mm-hmm. and then just like down the bar johnny bananas and jenny are talking to bailey and johnny's basically like hey what are you feeling right now like i think his exact words are what's going on in your head right now because i don't understand and yeah this is where we really got the background on her uh relationship with casey where she was under the impression uh that they were maybe more than just friends but that like swaggy sort of like she was sort of in her mind a little torn between Mm -hmm. casey and swaggy but swaggy put his foot down and like that's what she went for um but that she felt like Nani was just like the newer better version of her that it was the end of their her friendship with casey and johnny i think even says like i had no idea about all this history like i had yeah i had no idea And Jenny also seemed to take it all in and be taken aback.
1: And you got to think about it from Johnny's perspective. He's seen like what I described about Nani. Johnny is seeing that, right? Mm -hmm. So he also understands it from that angle in terms of what's going on. So to him, to hear that it's a surprise that, oh, Bailey and Casey had a little bit of a history. At least they had a relationship at some point. Again, I know it turns into an argument later on in the episode, but Casey acknowledged it herself in the same episode Right? Yeah. that they flirted and they had a little bit of a thing and everything that Bailey said, she said in front of Casey yeah. and Jenny, right? And Jenny is sitting there with bananas. So obviously she knows that, right? Mm-hmm. So I found that super interesting. Um, but yeah, I-, I love the breakdown that Bailey gave as well, right? Just in terms of, you know, there's, as I mentioned, there's no in between. It's zero or 10. And that's why she was kind of calm about it. And to me, that just kind of summed up why I was on Team Bailey, right? Mm-hmm. And as you mentioned, it seemed like Jenny was also on Team Bailey. Banana seemed to have an understanding, but also the nice thing to say about Nelson Nelson seemed to be on Team Bailey. No?
0: Nelson, this is, I think we're unanimous here. This is our say something nice about Nelson. I thought he was very nice to Bailey throughout this episode, both when he came back to the tribunal room and was like, she didn't defend herself at all. He's like, she just pouted. And he's like, I wish she had spoken up more. Mm -hmm. And also then when he comforted her and I want to point out that like, it was the same setting as when Casey first approached Bailey Bailey's in bed. Yeah. Under her sheets, clearly not wanting to talk. And the way that Casey and Nelson approach those conversations, very different. Because Casey was going to basically ask Bailey's permission to fuck her over. Whereas Nelson basically said, like, listen, we're competitors, but like I care about you as a person. Mm -hmm. And Kyle was sort of in there. Was around too, but it was mainly Nelson yeah. doing the talking. But it said, like, you know, we didn't know about all this history. We know it's hard that Swaggy's gone. Like, if you want to talk about that. And he made the fair point, like, it's not good for you to, like, hold it all in.
1: It's true. And if you want to talk, we're here. It yeah. was a good move by Nelson.
0: And, like, just a very, like, remaining human. And for all my criticism of Nelson and there's literal hours of me criticizing Nelson I do think that he's a an emotional and sensitive person and like that's Mm -hmm. his strength and his weakness we saw the way he spoke with Corey last week Mm -hmm. we've seen it a few other times he is a very like empathetic person he doesn't have a good handle on his own feelings and I don't think he explores his own feelings well enough but, like, this is where I like Nelson. Like, No, I agree. This is arguably, this scene is arguably the most I have ever liked Nelson. Where yeah, he kept no, it very it was... real and, like, was kind and also was good enough to say to Bailey, like, all right, I'm going to leave you now. But, like, mm-hmm. I just wanted you to know that, like, if you ever want to talk, like, for real, for real, let me know.
1: Yeah. And I think too, maybe there's an influence from Corey and Fessy. Probably. that's happening to Nelson, maybe. Cause even one thing I found very interesting, we gotta remember, and I can't emphasize this enough. Fessy said when they were making the votes, he said, Hey, we came in and we kinda said, you know, our big brother crew, I'm gonna stick to that. That's what I said from the beginning, I'm gonna stick to that. And he voted for he voted for Bailey. Yeah. Right? So it just showed to me kind of, you know, there are another side to this and people could see when it became real Yeah. and you see people who have something real to stand on and people who don't because to me, the other part of this, actually I'll save that. I'll save that. I'll save that. I'll save that for the end. But Nelson being a nice guy. Yeah. Bailey was losing it. She's crying. Um, The bar scene was weird, but, Again, I also think, I can't help but imagine D's role in this. I bet you there was so much of, like, Mean Girl, D, like, oh, look at Bailey's all crying now. Uh," Like, I bet you there's so much of that. But it was better to kind of see this side of the challenge, where it was people being nice. Yeah. Trying to comfort her and console her while she was crying. Uh, And let's
0: not forget, sorry, sorry to cut you off, but let's not forget, Kyle is best friends with Melissa, Mm-hmm. But he's in there too Being nice and I think comforting As best he can to Bailey. Like yeah. Nelson certainly took the lead But like there's also a clip where Kyle like passed her in the hall And was like Yeah yeah he hey, are you she okay? was okay Yeah like Totally And like she's not mad at Kyle Like Kyle's been clear no. about where his allegiances lie But he's not For sure He's not being two-faced
1: The other thing though too Is the flip side of all that Of the real conversation Is the fact that Casey at the bar is gassing up Nani. Yeah. Casey is telling Nani like, "Oh, you know, like I think everyone should be afraid of you. I think everyone's afraid of you and you're one of the best players here." And it's like, "None of that is true." That is where I also was like, "Okay, she's des- definitely mesmerized by Nani's right now cuz nobody's afraid to go against Nani. Nobody." No. <laughs> right. No, that's not So that's not true. It was so interesting to to think of it that way. So Bailey, the interesting part, though, that I found kind of interesting was she was saying how she's going to mess with uh, Casey's relationship and air out all her dirty laundry about what's been going on in the house.
0: She tweeted today that she did not do that. Okay. She said that when she got back home and she was with Swaggy, that she decided to mind her own business. And that discretion and would be the better part of valor.
1: I give her credit for that. Yeah, me too. I would say, though, in the moment, a reminder I give to everybody. I say this all the time, and maybe this comes with old age and maturity. But I always try to remind people, when you're in an argument with someone, you do not get to decide how they will react. Mm-hmm. You just don't. So... Do I think Bailey would be taking it really far or taking it next level to do that because she's in an argument with Casey? Yeah, that's taking a little far, but if you're Casey, you don't get to decide that because it's not up to you Once you engage in this beef or argument You don't know what that next person is gonna do because you're in an argument you're mad at each other And so the next goal is to inflict some form of emotional harm on the other person and Mm -hmm. you don't get to decide what the rules and parameters are. You might for yourself and what you will do, but you don't get to decide what the other person does. So you probably shouldn't get into the argument in the first place.
0: No. Let's talk about the argument and how it kicked off. So the tribunal (laughs) has no choice but to nominate uh, Bailey. Was Mm -hmm. it D and... uh, Is Bailey D and Casey? Yeah, they have no choice. Yeah. The only conversation that's really worth having is with Bailey. Yeah. Right. Um,
1: So Bailey explains Bailey. To me, the reason why Bailey I'm team Bailey firmly here mm -hmm. is because she came in and she was just speaking facts. She said that her and Casey were like Nani and Casey. They had a deal at the very start of this when they came into the house or even before they entered the house, they talked to each other and they had a deal that they were going to try to do as much for each other as possible and then because of Nani she broke it. And this is where I don't like. This is Nani. Nani's a vet, but Nani Nani plays herself a little bit here because she says, "Don't put that on me. It's not on me." And Bailey says, "What do you mean it's not on you? The only reason she's voting for Melissa is because you want her to vote for Melissa." Yeah. <laughs> Which again, Bailey, straight facts. And but so- a double down. What is Nani talking about? Why not just own it?
0: Yeah. Like this, and this is one of Nani's weak points, is that she never handles criticism well. True. And, like, technically, this isn't even criticism. This is just no. Bailey's stating a fact. She's doing it for you. And maybe, I doubt this, maybe this is news to Nani. And Nani starts getting into splitting hairs about, like, I didn't ask her to i just told her to do what she felt was more comfortable but like you asked her to you come on nani (laughs) and like what? what is i found frustrating about both nani and casey was their inability to just like yes bailey's taking it personally but like they could have left it at that like they both could have been like i'm sorry you're taking this personally but it's just gameplay yeah. And, like, and, and, like, and then like, left it at that.
1: I can't emphasize enough though how bad gameplay it is because even if you include the full numbers of the entire house, why does that matter? Yeah. Because all people are acknowledging right now that this was probably the last female elimination. Right? Yeah. There's gonna be some form of a purge coming up and then that's how they're gonna decide who's gonna be in the final and who's not gonna be in the final. So then why do the numbers matter? Yeah. Right? Like are you voting on who's gonna be in the final? No. Are you voting on anything? So what so her saying that, oh well, Bailey doesn't have the numbers and so uh, their point was Casey was making a strategic move to be on the right side of the numbers with the house, that doesn't even make that doesn't hold water to me. That doesn't make sense to Red
0: Skull too. Like just all I'm saying is not saying it's good gameplay, I'm just saying that they could own it as gameplay, which is what they claim it was. I'm not convinced and that it wholly was, but we'll I'm get just to that saying, in a second.
1: You know what I mean though, Nani playing innocent, it's like, it's getting old. It's like, come on homegirl, I love you. You are a challenge royalty. You're, you're reality TV entertainment at its finest. You are one of the people that makes the challenge what it is, but just stand behind it. Own who you are. Yeah. You're a bad bitch and every season, multiple people this season Multiple people pretty much every season end up falling for you. That's okay. That's okay. Stand on it. So So, I was going to say, Bailey comes in and Bailey's not happy. I see D for the first time and that just made me laugh. (laughs) But also, Jenny is having a conversation, which we talked about a little bit earlier. She's kind of on her side. And for no reason at all, as you mentioned, they could have just let it slide. Mm Mm-hmm. Right. But instead, Nani, as she tells Casey what Bailey was saying, Casey is like, what? I slept with her. I can't believe she said that when really I don't think that's the context that Bailey actually said. Like she said, I think the quote was we slept together. We ate together. Like I didn't take that as like she, having sex. She meant it in
0: context. She meant it as we fell asleep in the same bed together. She did not mean we had sex.
1: But Casey comes in with the energy as if she's going to confront Bailey. And this was the moment that Bailey finally had had enough. And I was I was with her 100 percent. You're only going to poke the bear so many times before the bear reacts. Right. And she was just finally she's just like no 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 no, and she's yelling and casey's getting mad at her for yelling and it's like no 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 you came to me <laughs> right like you came to start an argument with me and now because i'm taking the argument back to you, you're you gonna tell me to stop yelling nah that's not how it plays how did you read that that scene man
0: oh i think you're right it's a lot of pent-up anger i think it's a lot of frustration i also felt that casey was gaslighting bailey
1: like, oh, like she's trying to get her to blow up.
0: Well, I think she was saying, like, no, what are you talking about? Well, she was saying, what are you talking about? We were just oh, friends. Oh, yeah, yeah.
1: We're,
0: like, yeah. there was no, like, sexual chemistry. There was no, like, tension. Like, we were mm-hmm. only just friends, ever friends. Yeah. And,
1: like... Again, in the exact same episode, she's already said otherwise. And she to said it Bailey.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs>
1: right in this episode she says to bailey we flirted yeah i flirted i did that with her the whole season on big brother she said that in front of bailey and jenny in the same episode so to now turn around and call her a liar and you know you can't blame bailey for getting mad and i i know she was yelling but what she was saying you got to listen to her words i will not be disrespected and you're calling me a liar right now like that's what you're doing and i'm not lying i i don't know I just found it funny because when you really sum the whole debate up, Casey is saying that her and Bailey were just friends on Big Brother, but she's also telling us right now that her and Nani are just friends on the challenge. Yeah. And we're watching what just friends means to Casey. So by her definition, isn't she blowing up her own game? I'm just going to I'm just going to leave that for you guys. For you, John, and the audience to think about that for a second.
0: That said, as I said, I see every, I see both sides to this.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And the counter arguments, and I agree with everything that you just said that I've been saying. Obviously, I agree mm-hmm. with myself. But the counter arguments is there is a witness Fessy. to both houses. And that's Fessy. Okay. And okay. Fessy says he backs up Casey in confessional. He and does. says... I never had the impression that there was any sexual tension between them.
1: Okay. And he said... And, and like, to your point, you watched the season, like... I watched the season. I didn't see anything of it. But I will say that because it's CBS, there's a completely different edit. Yeah. So, like, them just, like, sleeping in the bed, that might come up on, like, the feeds. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, the live feeds that people watch. But at the same time, if, like any extracurriculars for real was gonna happen, maybe that would be on the feeds, maybe, but it definitely wouldn't make the TV show because Big Brother, there's a lot of things that end up on the cutting room floor, and I don't know if CBS is really ready for, you know, a love triangle involving two women and Swaggy. Like, I don't know how in-depth it got, but at the same time, it's different than cameras rolling in the challenge house when they're clearly drunk yeah. That doesn't happen on Big Brother, really. Where like people are like openly drunk. Not so much. No. But I also will bring up a point that I've said a few times this season, and I feel like it is a big moment to bring this up again. Fessy, as we are seeing, is such a great challenge competitor because he's a physical beast. When I go back to Fessy's season on Big Brother, he also won a lot of challenges. He also had an alliance in which his alliance, led by him, were winning a lot of challenges. But when Fessy says that he was in the house and he didn't notice anything going on between Casey and Bailey, I have to bring up the fact that (laughs) Fessy lost because every single week someone from his alliance would win and they didn't figure out who the mole was in his own group that kept flipping the vote so that one of them would be going home each and every week, including Hmm. Fessy, including Fessy's girl. So I don't know how good of a character witness Fessy is to figuring out the ins and outs in terms of what was going on in the Big Brother house. Because he had no idea what was going on in the Big Brother house. I've literally never seen someone win so many HOHs and have his alliance win HOH multiple weeks and yet have someone from their own side of the house get voted out each and every week. And then they'd huddle up after and be like, What happened? Who mm-hmm. voted? Like, who who flipped their vote? Who was it? Which one of us was it? Who did it? And he had no idea. So that's all I'll say in terms of Fessy being a character witness.
0: The other thing about Bailey is and I've been saying this all season, is that I appreciate that she's the sort that goes from zero to ten and there's like no in between. Mm-hmm. It would behoove her in real life and on the challenge to figure out how to find that middle ground. Cause like you're well, right, her totally. the content of what she has to say spot on. Totally. But as people in the house said, even Melissa said, if she showed like half of this passion in the vote, she would have won the vote. I don't think that's true. But like, I don't think that's true. But, like, Nelson, but I get also, it. Nelson also had said, like, why yeah. didn't she defend it? Like, she has to figure out how to walk that middle line of being assertive rather than passive or aggressive.
1: For sure. If and she I, plans I, on keeping I, on
0: doing this. And just in life, too. Like, it's no way to live.
1: And the one side I might agree with you on is maybe one person would have flipped if she had said, hey... Just think of the person, maybe she would have lost the vote, but if she at least has spoken up, someone would have seen Casey's true colors and been like, oh, so Casey went back on our word, mm-hmm. right? And at least that's might have been the win you get out of that whole nomination ceremony. Mm-hmm. So that makes sense. And but
0: if, if you do the math too, so like the other two, so there is um, Melissa won the vote four to three, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're not going to flip Kyle, and you're not going to flip D. No. So who does that leave for her to try to flip?
1: Well, Josh, but he's probably not going to flip, right? Mm-hmm. Who did Josh vote for?
0: He voted for Melissa. Josh voted for
1: Melissa, right? Mm-hmm. Josh wasn't going to flip. And the last person was, who was it, it on the, the other Casey? side? It was Fessy. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah. So it was tough either way. The only person
0: she could talk to reasonably would be Josh.
1: And And I I agree with you, I don't think Josh is going to flip,
0: but, like, maybe you can be like, yo, your best friend, apparently, Fessy...
1: Can you reasonably talk to Josh?
0: No, you can't. Is that a thing
1: that happens? You
0: can try. (laughs) I'm joking. I'm joking. I'm just saying that, like, I think Bailey... I hate to say, like, she needs to learn how to control her emotions, but she has to figure out, like, a way to, like, express her emotions in ways that are more effective. Because... The
1: other... Everyone the other thing the, I might all say.
0: The, all the people watching lost the plot because of like the fireworks, you know?
1: So the, the one thing I will say in Bailey's defense is if I'm producing a TV show and I'm editing the TV show, do you know what makes the show?
0: The highlight reel. The, the
1: zero to 100. Oh, yeah. Not the in between, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's 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 either the tears or the screams. Yeah. Those are the two things that make it into the show. So if you think of it from that context, and we watched her take so much and not react, and then we finally see her do react, I pose the question, well, what else did we miss? Because again, I'm still holding out a fact that I bet you D was in the mix somehow. Oh yeah. (laughs) Some way throughout this whole thing. What else did we miss? Because I'd assume there's something else there that we missed that led to her and even if there's something that we didn't miss, I'm still with her finally blowing up. Because yeah. how much more is she going to take? Someone calling her a blatant liar. Someone just not owning up to the truth of it all. And plus, the actual level of hurt that yeah. someone of, you think is a friend, and then you find out, oh, they're just going to play me on national TV? Cool.
0: I, I also think that this their whole dispute's not black and white. For, for starters, Bailey and Casey are both in relationships. Yeah, like let's say we believe Bailey that they did have a romantic history. Like yours,
1: but I even think it was just flirty. I don't even think it was like you know shit went down or is even that serious. I just think that they had an, a, a connection. Yeah, that was like more than just you know yeah we're cool. And of course that's gonna happen. We're watching it happen with her and Nani.
0: Yeah, I my point is just that like their reactions were so strong that I think it's more complicated like I think that oh yeah like I think that Casey I think a lot of her anger called for came from a being called out
1: mm-hmm.
0: right like like Nani yeah disliking criticism maybe Casey's built the same way B mm-hmm. trying to keep things under wraps between her and Nani Right. Like she's been trying to tell everyone, no, 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 We're just friends. And here she has someone who she's had a, as you pointed out, a friendship with saying like, I didn't think we were just friends. And like the natural conclusion is, okay if Bailey, if you and Bailey had a similar relationship and Bailey didn't think that you were just friends. And then you have this situation with Nani, who, in your own words, you're closer with the natural conclusion is. It's Mm -hmm. definitely not just friends. And, like, we know it wasn't just friends. But, like, she's trying to, like, put the genie back in the bottle. You know what I'm saying?
1: Well, you know what the best way to do that would have been?
0: (laughs) Not do any of this?
1: To vote for Bailey. Yeah. (laughs) Throw them off the scent a little bit. Because the obvious question is, wait a second. Why wouldn't you just vote for your friend that you came into the house with? Like, your connection with this new girl is that strong? Yeah. So That's anyways. always my
0: favorite thing too When people are like oh I have this really strong connection With this person that I've known for seven weeks Like suddenly yeah. like New Trump's old I love it yeah, when that happens in relationships It's funny um,
1: But yeah this elimination what do you think of the elimination I, Melissa versus Nani Right away when I saw it I'm like Nani's losing
0: I, I thought Nani was going to lose But also I thought this was the worst elimination Of the entire season Hmm i did not find it interesting i hated that like the format of the of the competition yeah basically meant that it was tied until like through dumb luck melissa fell before out of the ring before nani
1: could grab her skull i just think their strategy was bad yeah because i think like my thought and especially once melissa went up one but even before that as soon as I, if I'm able to get you on the ground, can I just grab multiple skulls at the same time? Do I have to grab one skull at a time? Yeah, I don't think that was part of the rule.
0: I don't think so either. All right, I, I and so know.
1: once Melissa went up one, there's no way Nani would win because what I would do is I'm holding you down even if you need to get two skulls off of me. I need to get one. So even once you get one and you turn to run, I'm just grabbing you grabbing my last skull, and I'm winning. So I think their strategy was just messed up in terms of how they went about it, and because their strategy was, oh, you got one? Okay, I got one. That's kind of how it played out. But also, also, the fact that Melissa trained in MMA, I thought was really funny, and it made me wonder, like, did Nani know that? Probably not. I would assume. I don't know.
0: It's not a secret. Like, it came up... When she had that big fight with Sylvia.
1: Oh, yes, it's true. So the whole play by Nani and Casey made no sense, right? Because it's like, you know, she's like, scratch me in the face one more time, Melissa, and Melissa just like runs right back at her. (laughs) I thought that was amazing. I I
0: can't wait to see um, how Casey does now when she's left in the house with Bailey. Um, I did... Another thing that like and this is just like a pure aesthetic thing, but they looked they both looked so dumb. Like they both looked like Nani and Melissa that is. They both looked like kids dressed up for as Ghostbusters for Halloween, but their moms started their costumes like October yeah. 30th. You know what I mean?
1: Like <laughs> No, for sure. No, for sure. It wasn't the best elimination, but it was all right, but I also just think the way that they went about it was different. Like, yeah, you could see a scenario where it'd be more like an MMA fight in terms of like the low person trying to take someone out and then you grab the legs and then you kind of hook on. I thought it would play out something more like that, but it didn't. It was just really weird. But again, I wasn't surprised by the outcome because this is what Nani always does.
0: Yeah. As many people pointed out, I have to say, I think this was maybe my least favorite episode of the season.
1: No, that's fair. That's I, fair. I get why people would say that. There's a lot of Casey and Bailey drama.
0: Well, it was missing a B-plot, right? Like, there is nothing. Yeah. There was no B-plot. We can imagine what the B-plot was. This was definitely the main story, for sure. Mm-hmm. But like, no, I agree. That's a lot of... 90 minutes is a lot to focus on. And I also find mm-hmm. this happens on every season of The Challenge. The two or three episodes leading up to the final are the worst because it's generally people that are left they get along Mm -hmm. they have enough space in the bunker or the house or whatever the situation is to avoid each other like if they dislike each other agreed and and like you get sick of some subplots and there's not enough plot to go around for the full episode and like especially when you're trying to cut out one of the people so like Listen, again, nope. I give MTV credit for like making the best of a bad situation, but like not my favorite episode. I'm I'm ready for the final to begin pretty much.
1: I got to say like I really enjoyed it. And I I think I enjoyed it because they did such a the the little tricks of the trade that they do in terms of like the cutaways when they're showing everyone like running into the room to see the argument. Mm-hmm. The bench like those things like entertained me so much. Like when they're showing everyone watching, like that made me laugh. But I agree with you in the sense that there was one, maybe two extra Bailey or Casey scenes that probably wouldn't have been there if there's another plot going on, right? Like an extra conversation that we didn't really need to see because it was kind of repetitive, right? In terms of Bailey telling the story of her and Casey's past. But yeah, overall, I, I I enjoyed the episode. I was laughing. As mentioned, Corey made me laugh a bunch of times Corey when he was and exposing. Kyle really,
0: like really were breaths of fresh air.
1: Yeah, bananas stirring the pot at every turn. Like the whole, what was this question? What does vibing out mean? Yeah. Like it was just, it was just hitting the. There were enough beats that were hit that I was entertained throughout the whole thing, and. Also, just the narrative, I think maybe I enjoyed it because the whole time I was watching and thinking, <laughs> Casey and Nani are doing all this scheming for Nani to lose. Yeah. <laughs> and I was just like in such high anticipation to see how that was going to play out that I was so, un- I was entertained the whole way through doing so much scheming and plotting to just take an L. And if you think about it, how many weeks in a row has that happened now? Because it happened to Swaggy, right? Yeah. Where it was like, yep, you're getting thrown in, you're throwing yourself in and you're gonna lose. And if you keep going, like people who keep volunteering them, oh no, well I guess now it's a little bit different because everybody's volunteering themselves to go in. But the person that ultimately has a decision because they won, let's mm-hmm. say, we saw that back to back weeks where it's like, nope, I'm taking control, I'm going in, and you get to pick your opponent, and you lose.
0: I, well, and they tried to get out D that way too, right? And it didn't work. Like a lot of the schemes are falling flat. Um, yeah. I – stop me if I'm wrong, but I don't think you said what your line of the episode was. What was it?
1: Um, no, I didn't say what it was because – when I read the Jenny line about whatever she was saying about Rogan, I was just so thrown off by that that I went the opposite way of line of the episode because it's just like, what are you talking about? But um, much like I'm going to flip this narrative in terms of picking an MVP of the episode, I'm going with an LVP of the episode and it's definitely Casey. Casey had a terrible episode. Like when you really, really break it down, you plotted and schemed for your girl to go in and lose. You as mentioned before, instead of guaranteeing that one of your friends would get a skull, you brought up a scenario in which one of your both of your friends didn't get a skull and your best friend in the house is now sent home. Also, you just messed up your relationship Like, I don't know how you explain that to a significant other. You can say nothing happened. You can say, oh, we only pecked or something like that or it was playful or whatever. But I don't know what significant other is gonna be okay with that and is letting that fly. I don't know. I just think Casey had a really bad episode. And it was shocking for me because I found her pretty boring on Big Brother. Yeah, And I found her pretty boring on the challenge so far. And it was a very strategic move by her to like not be involved in the drama, but always make sure that she was on the right side of the house. That's how she won Big Brother. In the challenge, she did such a good job of kind of doing the same thing, but because the challenge, until now. And so it was like, you blew up your game for no reason. Mm -hmm. You blew up your relationship for no reason. I mean, you better hope you win. Because maybe the million dollars will make your significant other, you know, a little less mad at you. Maybe. I don't know. Depends on your relationship. I have no idea. But yeah, you mentioned Bailey tweeting. Did Bailey tweet anything about talking to Casey since or no?
0: No, not that I saw. No, I didn't see anything. Casey has not tweeted since May. I wonder why. (laughs) It's a great question. Let's just. Uh, I'm but just gonna the, double check to see if Bailey has. Tweeted but
1: anything. with that said, with that said though, the reason why I went LVP is for the fact that that was such a high point of the episode, right? Like it was the majority of the episode was just about those three, and Bailey could have been the MVP of the episode, but she still doesn't have a skull. So maybe if I was gonna pick one, and maybe it's who you end up picking gotta give shouts to dj mel took care of business
0: mel is dj mel melissa she's my mvp because first of all most importantly she got a red skull that's what it's all about right now she got in under the wire still counts
1: red skull gang <laughs>
0: joining the red skull hopefully she has a similar ceremony with fessy Corey, and nelson <laughs> but also uh. no one's mad at her in all of this nor should they be she did not no. talk any shit about anyone. Nope. Uh, I mean, in fairness, we don't know if she and Dee got into, like, mean girls territory with Bailey or what.
1: I didn't see it.
0: But, you know, Bailey at no point is angry with her. Nani is not angry with her. Casey is not angry with her. her she was loyal to the people that she's been loyal with since day one as as johnny banana said you can say a lot about dj Mal, but you cannot say she's disloyal Two. now now she just needs to get her boy kyle a skull get josh out of there do us all a favor get rid of josh <laughs> and uh we're uh, we're doing okay
1: yeah, I mean, I, I guess I enjoyed this episode more than you did, which is cool. And that's why we have these conversations, you know? That's right. that's right. Trying to give different opinions to the masses. But yeah, of course, as always, people let us know what you think. Did you guys enjoy this episode? Let us know.
0: Uh, I will say, doing a quick scan of Bailey. Bailey's she's a heavy retweeter. She, okay. she retweeted a lot of people. She did retweet one that was like pro-nani. Okay. So she's apparently fine with Nani now or like has moved on. Who's to Mm -hmm. say? It's hard to interpret a retweet like that. True. Um, True. Where can people find you on social media?
1: Uh, You can find me on Twitter at Shell Alexander. Still ducking and dodging Twitter a lot right now because it's a cesspool of just fuckery for life. I was trying to think of a, a more PC term but there's a lot of fuckery right now on Twitter and to be honest not really trying to be a part of that life. I don't need that energy right now. No. The some of the arguments I'm seeing on a daily basis there. But, you know, challenge content is there, podcast is there. Just click the link, you can find where we post the podcast and shouts to the people for sure that are listening on iTunes and SoundCloud. And the YouTube page, liking and subscribing there. Really appreciate you guys rocking. Tell us what you think of the video. Do you guys like the video content? You know, just trying to give you guys different options, different ways to consume the goodness that is the You Killed It podcast. But either way, we appreciate you guys. We listen. We do see the comments. Shouts to all the people in the Reddit group. Ooh, the Reddit group last week was on fuego fire because I asked the question, did Swaggy have a good rookie season? Ooh. people were fired up i don't even know if i've seen that many comments on one of our posts before but people were fired up and it was just like going both ways really so yeah shouts to the people in the reddit group really appreciate you guys for rocking with us same with the facebook group blessings 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 to you all
0: and you can find me on twitter and instagram at j chidley hill and until next week this was you killed it
1: you killed it.